You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Check it out. Okay, okay, what's up? Hey, get the intros out the way. Jason Jones of The Athletic. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast where I talk Sacramento Kings, hip-hop, and pretty much the culture in general. And episode just dropped on Thursday, but I already got to do some backtracking. Not really backtracking, more or less updating. So that's what I'm going to do before the Kings get into this weekend recording this during the daytime so the kings have not played the new york knicks as of yet big game national stage tnt all of those of all of you out there who have complained about the kings not getting any national television love you get your fix tonight i'm looking forward to the game looking forward to hearing what the guys in the studio have to say not so much for you know in-depth analysis more so because i just find the guys entertaining i mean there is analysis but i'm not going to get too carried away as to know what charles or kenny or shaq or anyone says about the kings like a lot of people out there get worked up about well they said this or they said that really got to remember at the end of the day these are all just opinions and I'm not going to tell you, you know, what opinions are like. I think you know how the rest of that saying goes. Nevertheless, wanted to kind of follow up from the last episode where I broke down with the Kings being in second place in the Western Conference as of March 7th. Kind of looking at three things the Kings had to contend with to remain second in the West. Uh, I thought the number one obstacle was the Phoenix Suns. Number two obstacle being injuries. And the third obstacle being their own defense. You know, that was based on the... On the Kings, like I said, being second. The fact that I, I, I was a believer that Phoenix would be surging. You know, with Kevin Durant back in the lineup. I'll get to that again shortly. But, yeah. I believe that they would be surging. Also, with the with kind of with the unknown being not knowing how long John Morant would be out and thinking it could be a, a while, and you know, and with uh, their Stephen Adams situation and his injury, and Brandon Clark being out, just kind of assuming that they're going to still be in a in a in a free fall. And of course, a lot has changed since Tuesday. What a difference forty eight hours makes. In these discussions. So here we go, here we go, here we go. 
when we look at we're going to break down what's changed since then and yeah a lot's changed first off let me just start with phoenix uh kevin durant in case you didn't see or you know you just haven't been uh paying any attention <laughs> to the NBA, which I'm sure that's not true. No, uh, Kevin Durant last night rolled his ankle during warm-ups. That's right, during warm-ups. And according to the reports, uh man Dwayne Rankin out in uh, Phoenix report is that Kevin could miss the rest of the regular season with that ankle injury. And I don't need to, you know, be you know, be a G to tell you that that affects them deeply. You know, I think with KD paired with Devin Booker, paired with DeAndre Ayton, you know, Josh Okogie is a, a a glue guy, you know, kind of a key piece in Chris Paul. That was about as good as the starting five as you're going to find in the league. No KD changes that drastically. And it also, in my from my point of view, changes what Phoenix can do in terms of surging to catch the Kings and surpassing them. I really believe that prior to this, that the Suns were more than were a serious threat to still finish second in the West, based on health, getting everyone back, and you know so on and so forth. I know a lot's been made of their health situation, but. What can you do about that? I'm not their health, their depth. Sorry, their depth. It is what it is. Phoenix still managed to win last night without KD. They've won four in a row, seven of their last ten. They currently are 37 and 29. They are two games behind Sacramento and Memphis in the standings. Three games behind in the loss column. Both Sacramento and Memphis are 38 and 26. And the Kings play the Suns play at Phoenix on Saturday. And so, should the Kings feel confident? They absolutely should, based on the work they've put in this season. But Phoenix has kicked their ass a couple of times already this season. You know, no KD, no problem. That's probably going to be the, the thought out there because Devin Booker has been a menace whenever he's played the Kings this season. And not just this season in general. Book is a problem, and he's been—he's an especially big problem for the Kings. So, if everything holds serve going into that, Phoenix will be looking to cut the Kings' lead ahead of them down to one, one game. Well, I haven't looked at the schedule. I mean, I'm saying that, but I'm saying you know, but I haven't looked at the whole schedule. <laughs> but needless to say, this is a big game coming up. No. We'll see what's going on with KD by then. Nah, there's no rush. There's no reason to rush KD back, you know, in a week or two weeks, whatever the case may be. You want to make sure he's healthy. But the Kings have to take advantage of this. They have to be able to try to create some more separation between themselves and the Suns. Just on the strength of, if you assume that a second-seeded Kings team would win its first-round series, of course, that's no sure thing. Just because the West is so compact and looking at some of the teams that could be seventh, it wouldn't be a shock if a seventh, well, it would be a shock if the seventh-seeded Warriors were to give the Kings a problem because 
the Warriors can't win on the road, but maybe they would think that Sacramento's not really a road game, but there could be some problems down there at seven. But you, if you assume the Kings could win that series, they would have to play Phoenix in the second round, and I, uh, more than likely, possibly, should I say, it's a possibility. So Bill knows. Oh, I'll get to Memphis in a minute, but there's that possibility, and you want to have home. Kings need home court advantage for as long as they can have in the postseason. Young team, a lot of guys who don't have a lot of postseason experience. I wonder, it almost feels like Harrison Barnes doesn't have any postseason experience because it's been so long since he's been to the playoffs. So, there's that. So, you know, my whole thing about why I thought Phoenix would be a problem was because of KD. But without KD, it's hard to say that Phoenix will, will pass the Kings. But, again, they play the Kings twice in March. And they get both uh, one more win. They win the season series. They get both of them. Kings might be sweating, trying to hold on to the second spot. Now let's get back to Memphis. Memphis has been a dumpster fire for a little bit. You know, between the injuries, you know, Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark out for the year with the Achilles injury. The fact that Dylan Brooks just keeps running his mouth and then doing things like shooting them out of games arguing with Shannon Sharp. I mean, they've been a walking example of immaturity at times. And that nothing, nothing says that more than this John Morant situation. Uh, the police out in Colorado announced there'd be no charges filed against him because they need more evidence than a video of what, I guess the, the proper way to say is what it appeared the job was holding a, gun, holding a gun on the video, but they need more than just the video as evidence to, to pursue charges. And after that news came out, the Grizzlies announced that John Morant would miss at least four more games. With that, you know, he was, uh, after the video, you know, got out, or not got out, after he posted the video, it wasn't, he didn't get hacked, it didn't get leaked, it wasn't a secret thing. John Morant went live on Instagram. You know, he did not play against the Lakers or Clippers. Memphis lost both of those games. They've lost three in a row overall. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. Now, if John Morant can get back after these next four, and, you know, assuming the league doesn't step in and do more, this, and it, you know, this is, this is just kind of, in my from my you know, perspective, best case scenario for Memphis just because we really don't know they said miss at least the next four it started as him missing at least two games now we've gone on to four more games he could miss for another four or five but if they get John Morant back before the season I still question where they'll be will they still be able to hang around with the Kings just because I don't know if they have enough I mean Tyus Jones is a solid feeling. They don't lose. They don't lose completely everything when Tyus Jones plays. But them not having Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark is a major problem for them going down the stretch. You know, those two. Those are their two key bigs, and without those two guys, you know, a lot falls on Jaron Jackson, who's a good defender. You know, he can score. He can do a lot of things, but. Outside of him, I don't think there's a big man in that team that scares you or you worry about at all. And Steven Adams is, is clearly a leader on and off the court. You can still be a leader off the court while injured, but let's be real. They need Steven Adams back on the court. And that it'll be another four weeks, I believe, the reports are that he'll be reevaluated again with his knee injury. 
So Stephen Adams ain't coming back anytime soon. That leads me to believe the Kings should be able to fend off Memphis and stay ahead of them as they pursue the second seed in the Western Conference. Excuse me. Uh, got my new Invisalign in, my new Invisalign trays. I'm almost done with my Invisalign process, but basically had it the whole season. But there's days like that sometimes I got to get a little hydration in when I'm running my mouth talking about basketball. So, just to recap, a couple of days ago, I had the Kings needing to worry about the Suns, their defense and injuries. That hasn't changed in my opinion. I still think Phoenix is going to be a formidable team even without Kevin Durant. Not as formidable, but but uh, there's still a team that can beat the Kings twice because of Devin Booker, because DeAndre Ayton is a rangy, lengthy, athletic center who can play some defense. And because Chris Paul is just a sage, wise old man who can still carve up a defense, you know, like he did the last time the Kings faced him down there before the All-Star break. Uh, injury, the Kings have still managed to avoid major injuries. You know, De'Aaron Fox has, had, has sat here and there, but they've really managed to avoid the major injuries. They still got to work, uh, continue to do that to hold on to number two. And thirdly, please, if you're the Kings, you got to play defense more than just in the fourth quarter because uh, you get to get the best of the best teams with a team like a Devin Booker. If you let him get hot, you know, a 30-point night gonna, could turn into a 40, 45-point night. I'm surprised the Kings haven't given up a 50 ball all year, but a guy like Book can get 50 on you. We know that. He, he can hit 10 threes. Doom, boom, you're at 30. So we'll see. And then as it relates to the Grizzlies, whew, a lot going on down there. That's all I can say. A lot going on down there. So tonight, you know, by the time I talk to you again, it'll be Kings v. Knicks will have happened on national television. You will have all gotten your national television fix, hip hop hooray, all that. So, enough Kings talk. I'm going to take a quick break, then come back. I'm going to readdress my hip hop take from the other day and then follow that up with some uh, some other cultural cultural chatter perhaps. So, this is Jason Jones. This is the Rule of the Court podcast. This is the Basketball Podcast Network. I will be right back. Hey, what's going on, NBA fans, hoop fans? You know, this is a fun time of year, as we all know. But hey, this is specifically for you NBA fans out there. It's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand, and not with a basketball, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day, every single day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. And a great thing to bet this weekend is going to be how many points Devin Booker puts up without Kevin Durant on the team. Um, 
they can all there's always that DeMontis Sabonis points, rebounds, double double thing. You got you got a lot of options this time of year. And with the season getting closer to an end, I think you'll see less of the load management and the stars will be on the court that are healthy. You got a chance to see what you can do with that thing. But how do you do all that? What do we need you to do? What do you have to do? You gotta download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, y'all, I'm back. And... It's kind of sticking with the theme of today's show about revisiting earlier this week. I want to revisit my take on Logic covering Ice Cube's It Was a Good Day. I think I was kind of, you know, diplomatic discussing it the other day, you know, talking about, you know, harmonizing, blah, 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 hearing him go do the song and this is some other pods i caught with joe button then was talking about the the cover i so therefore i had to hear the logic version of ice cube song again and you know what i can't be so nice shit's trash and you turn one of my favorite songs of all time into a damn karaoke honky tonk it's 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 terrible it's 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 the more I heard it, the worse it got. And we gotta stop this, y'all. You know, this one you know it's one thing to bite and to you know, when you're elevating the song, giving proper homage to a song. This ain't none of that. This is the shit is just bad. It's not it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. And just because we all know the lyrics to It Was A Good Day does not mean we all need to go out and record a, a, a adult contemporary version of the song. It doesn't mean we need to do the... Uh, I don't know what the hell to even call that thing. It was just bad. And I'm sorry for the other night. Maybe I was a little tired. I have been moving, so maybe I was a little fatigued. But I didn't give y'all the real, the real rawest point of view on that. It's terrible. I know I told you to go look it up. You know, check out O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Kenny King Jr.'s uh, Twitter. But you know what? I can't even advise you to do that. It's just not fair. It's not fair to you as a human being to subject you to that. It was not good at all. And I'd appreciate it if y'all leave the legends alone, do your own stuff. And just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. For God's sake, that was uncalled for. It was unnecessary. This was not Snoop Doggy Dog doing Lottie Dottie, which was clearly a tribute and a a good version of a remake or a cover of a song this was just i don't know it was like someone got drunk and said hey you know what i think i want to sing it was a good day no it's what that's not the lick it's not the lick you know and and again if you're going to redo the song at least take ice cube's name out and use your own name don't say you know ice cube's a pimp say logic is a pimp you know you know and don't yeah it 
at least do some minor things and don't be trying to you know, get some acoustic guitar and all that jazz to do an Ice Cube song. Please never do that again. I, I implore you, Logic, never do that again. I won't say it was offensive. Well, it was. Damn it, it was offensive. I'm offended as an Ice Cube fan. I'm one of the biggest Ice Cube fans in the world. Damn it, I was offended by what I heard. Uh, no, need to, no need to sugarcoat it. It was bad. So I also apologize for me not telling you exactly how bad it was the other night. I might have been a little too nice on that one. So I had to get that off my chest. I just, it was just, you know, burnt, bothering me. And there you have it. One last uh, hip hop note uh, for my people in Sacramento. I was obviously I was on the on the radio with uh, D'Lo and Casey the other day. They mentioned that Snoop Doggy Dog. Uh, or nice. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Snoop Dogg was going to be headed to Sacramento with uh, Wiz Khalifa, and I mean, we might as well go ahead and call this what it is: the uh, the Let's Get High tour. <laughs> this is going to be so much something, you know, so much contact highs at this joint, and. Uh, Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa, Too Short, Warren G, and Burner. It's the high school reunion tour. And the shows kick off this month. And when do we get to... And I'm going to give you all the date. And, you know, it's, it's, it's going all over the place. And we get to see Snoop Dogg in, in August. August 25th in Sacramento. If you're in NorCal, August 26th in Concord. And August 27th in Irvine. So... That is my concert recommendation. I've seen Snoop in concert more than once. I'm pretty sure this show will be familiar to me in more than one ways, but I don't give a damn. I like Snoop. We're going to check that out. We're going to do the damn thing. So, now I'm pretty sure, you know, you all sneak your cannabis into the show. And if you don't sneak it in, don't worry. If you're into that type of thing, you will be high. Because I don't know, putting Snoop and Wiz on the same tour, yeah. There's going to be some smoke blown for sure. So, I want to just give you that before I go. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. You can find me at Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. This is Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. Oh, yeah. And you can also check me out on TheAthletic.com. Latest story up on Woody Harrelson, on Woody Harrelson and his role as a coach of players with intellectual disabilities in the movie Champion as someone raising children with special needs i really enjoyed the film so i'm always kind of nervous when i hear about these things because i don't like the idea of having someone quote act like they have special needs and all that but the actors and in, in, in you know in the film were great the the 10 friends as, as the name of their team was the friends actors with special needs were in the film it's it's a, it's a really enjoyable film so check it out if you can all that said I'm out, y'all. I will catch y'all sometime next week. This is Jason Jones. This is the Rule of the Court podcast, and I am out. See ya.